We're live. Let's go. Game day, Winnipeg. Bonfire Sports. Thanks for joining us. Darren Bombing, Chris Walby uh, here on the channel as always. Chris, of course, that intro video said game day after dark. That'll be after the game tonight. Zach Schnitzer will join me uh, tonight for the post game. Just about an hour, an hour and a bit after the final whistle. But uh, I'm still working. It's been busy. I'm still working on our intro video. I wanted a little, some little freshen up our, our video from last year. Yeah, and I like the music. I like having a little bit of Jack music on there. You got to get everybody up into it. It's, you know, it's football. It's not like we want to sit and, uh, you know, uh, just in a quiet time. We're not in the library. I'm excited. First off, I got to tell you, it's been a long time. I watched some of the games. I kind of made some Twitter comments about, you know, again, I, I'm going to go on a rant, but I cannot stand these guys that do football and do not show nothing in the trenches. It drives me absolutely nuts. <laughs> people don't understand that without those guys blocking or the guys on defensive line, Nothing happens, but that's a moot point for now. What I'm really hyped about is getting to watch the Bombers on TV uh, in an exhibition game to play Saskatchewan, who is, I think, one of my favorite rivalries. Uh, Absolutely. I just love when we play the Prairie Province, you know, against uh, – we have the little rivalry with uh, the, the neighbors to our west. So I'm really looking forward to the game. Uh, I know this is their first exhibition game. It's hard to believe. We're going to wrap up, and they're just playing their first game. But at least, you know one thing that's different, Darren? What's that? If you remember the troubles that uh, uh, Craig Dickinson had last year in training cramp, but I think he lost five guys in one yeah. day. Yeah. So, I mean, Achilles. It's nice see, yeah. It's nice to see that this team um, right now, uh, even though they're going to play a ton, a ton of rookies, we'll get to that. But I, I, it's, just, yeah. it's just good to watch football, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. It is a bit of a skeleton crew in Regina for tonight's preseason finale for the Bombers, preseason opener for the Rough Riders, 7.30 Central, live coast-to-coast -coast on TSN. Uh, and be sure to join us back here on Bonfire Sports. Bonfire game day after dark, just about an hour after the game. We'll wrap things up. And then, of course, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, Zach Schnitzer will join me for Bonfire Midweek. It'll be our final Wednesday show. We'll get back to regular Tuesdays throughout the season, recap the week, look ahead. There's lots of storylines, obviously, Chris, uh, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right now uh, wrapping camp. No Zach Kolaris in Regina tonight, so we will see Drew Brown, Dakota Prukup, um, uh, go head to head here to see who can win this number two job. Drew Brown looked really good on Friday in Winnipeg. Prukop, yes. some good, some bad, uh, threw a couple interceptions. Uh, he hung yeah. those on himself. What did you see in the quarterbacks? I, I agree with you. The five or 14, uh, uh I think he might have stepped, uh, I took a step back. The guy that I have to apologize, and I'm going to say this because I really just from the the small amount of work I saw Drew Brown last year do. It wasn't, you know, totally blown away. wasn't that impressed. I really liked what he did. I mean, this is a guy that had a lot of composure in the, in the pocket. I mean, 10 of 13, you know, he a touchdown, uh, delivered ball, took off when he had to, didn't force anything. That's what I thought was really good. A lot of these young kids, they get happy feet, and they just try and force the ball in there where it won't go. No, so from me, Chris Walby, to Drew Brown, uh, you know, apologies. And I hope you continue to get better because uh, I'm hard on you when you're not playing well, but I'm definitely going to give you the accolades when you play well. It's tough love from Chris Walby uh, to the players out there. And it has, yeah, absolutely. And especially with these guys that are, you know, like in Drew Brown's case, in his second year in the CFL and first real opportunity to show what he has. Yeah, I understand he got a little bit of game action in 2021. It was crappy weather on the road. He yeah. went, what, 7 of 14 for 49 yards or, or something like that. Um, regardless, not a great indicator of, of what he has. Friday in Winnipeg, he looked really good, composed in the pocket. There was that one time he was flushed out of the pocket uh, and, and tried to throw the ball away and it was tipped. That was the only time he looked uncomfortable. But Chris, I, I talked about this on game day after dark, after Friday's preseason game. I was extremely impressed with Drew Brown off the field, his composure, his confidence, his air of control yeah. in his post-game media availability. I was blown away. Like yeah. he's without being asked, he said, I'm small, I'm shorter than everybody. Doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. And then asked by the Winnipeg free press about maybe having a chip on his shoulder because he came from junior college and he's small and probably overlooked through his life. It wasn't like, Oh, I don't care about that. But, 
you got to watch the clip on bluebombers.com. He convinced me immediately. He said, I don't care. I I honestly don't care about any of that. I care about my teammates. I care about my fiance. I care about the people on my side. I can see why the Blue Bombers hung on to Drew Brown and have confidence to to only bring in one veteran uh, to compete with him. Uh, They could have brought in a lot of guys because we know that if Zach Kolaris isn't at the helm, they need someone capable to get them through a game. Hey, listen, two of the greatest quarterbacks ever play in the CFL, Dave Dickinson and Mr. Doug Flutie, both have faced the height thing, the argument, not big enough. Both had time in the NFL. Uh, you know, right. obviously Doug Flutie a little bit more successful than than Dave Dickinson, but both short, shorter than what they like to have as far as their standard quarterback. Both, you know, excelled at the at the position. So good on you, Drew, because you know what? It's not what you bring. You know, the size has nothing to do. It's your heart and your ability to get the game done. And you know what? It's a lot of it between the years. You can get a lot of guys. I mean, I we play with a ton of guys that are so talented, but getting yeah. the game. And it's just like the computer chip goes wacky in their head and they can't see anything seriously. And they just panic. They black out. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think bombers are sitting good. I know there was some talk I heard in, uh, in the media, Hey, maybe we should be picking up, uh, you know, the guy that just went and signed with, uh, got cut by Montreal oh. just got signed in yeah, uh, yeah. BC. Well, BC needed a quarterback. That was a good pickup for them. Good pickup from him too, as well. Because obviously Toronto really likes Chad Kelly. They moved up right. the chart uh, uh, quite well. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot of guys. And that's why when I looked at this thing, one of the things that jumped out at me, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it was really interesting going through the depth chart. There's not one starter on the O-line. I mean, they're, they are, I know they're really happy about this Tomoya Machino, uh, the, the fellow from Japan. Global, guess, yeah. They really like him. You got Liam Dobbins who's going to get a good look tonight. That's the guy they really wanted for number former number one draft pick. Uh, you got a lot of young kids playing. So, I mean, there's no bigger test than to go not only uh, you're not at home, but on the road to a very hostile environment like it is in Saskatchewan. And uh, you know what? You don't have a lot of veteran presence to lean on next door to you. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm going over to Stanley. Hey, Stanley, what's cooking here, baby? Because right, right now, Stanley's at home eating some chicken. He don't care. You know, he's got the meal. He's got the pizza. Let's watch the game, have some fun. They got a couple cold ones, I'm guaranteeing. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if these young kids and which ones rise to the occasion. How many of these offensive linemen do you out there watching recognize? We mentioned Tomoya Machino. You got Ben Kazwara and Liam Dobson. Okay. Now you got yep. Dennis Bardwell, Eric Lofton, Pat Allen, Brandon Sanford, Jalen Burks, Cameron Durley, and Leon Johnson. That's who's dressing for the Blue Bombers tonight yep. on the offensive line. And so, let me just say this I don't recognize any of them. No. The only one I recognize is name wise is Liam because he's obviously a big signing when he couldn't play in the USFL, came back to Winnipeg. And just because I read a really nice article on, as I aforementioned, uh, Tamoya Machino. Uh, they really like this kid. He's strong. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, this he's a, he's a global from Japan. So, I mean, those are the only two guys that I've actually heard of. So I'll be, I'll, I'll be definitely watching to see how these guys react because Saskatchewan's dressing a couple of um, veteran defensive ends in Keon Adams and uh, Pete Robinson. And then you got Charbel Darby in the middle. So they're going to have their work cut out today, today and uh, we're going to see how that running game works against what I think is a pretty tough uh, Saskatchewan defense. Chris, I want to uh, draw attention to uh, a comment in the live chat. So hit up the live chat right now. Uh, You can also text the hotline. The number's right above there, 816-8477-204-816-TIPS. You can text, you can leave a voicemail. Maybe we'll get you on uh, game day after dark here on Bonfire. Uh, But hit up the live chat and, and, you know, give us your questions and your comments. Tyler Fabry uh, who's always in the live chat. Big shout out, Tyler. Appreciate uh, your engagement and support. Um, he touches on something here, Chris, that, that I mentioned um, coming out of that game because it was like, well, how come we're not seeing more from Dakota Prukup? He's got five years under his belt, sixth year now in the Canadian Football League. Why did he look so uncomfortable? Well, Drew Brown went home this offseason with this playbook. Yes, He was in those quarterback meetings all season with Kolaris and, and with um, uh, Buck Pierce and, and the rest. 
Uh, well played. Well Dakota played. Prukup was not. So he's learned a lot of different systems, uh, you know, time in Toronto, time in Edmonton. Uh, I think he had two different systems during his time uh, in Edmonton. So, you know, he he's seen a lot and he's got to settle in. Everything I've heard, Chris, is that both Richie Hall's defense and Buck Pierce's offense multiple 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 complex and dynamic there's a lot to learn a lot of little things little things to remember that just uh offset and change from play to play that makes the 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 offense and the defensive system so hard to pick up uh from opponents yeah and i agree the comment by uh, blue bomber brendan about uh prukop's a great shortage guy big boy back there so i agree that's the guy you put in for the uh short yardage situations uh, until he learns it and uh, see what happens. But, yeah, I think after last week, and a lot's going to be told to, you know, the game against Saskatchewan. That, that's, it's a telling tape. This is yeah. where it's really going to come down because the fact that the strength of this Bomber team, as you well know, we've talked about it from last year to this year, and it hasn't changed much, is their D-line and their O-line. Their trench people are the best in the league. And you ought to look at on the defense. They're not bringing anybody. You got no Jake Thomas. You got no Jeff Coach. You got Willie jo uh, Jefferson. None of these guys are playing. They got, and that's, I love it, O'Shea. Mike O'Shea, you know what? Some coaches are so, I guess, stuck on winning, getting a win. Where when you only have two exhibition games, DB, you got it. Oh. This is your only opportunity to look at these guys. You don't want to let somebody go and have somebody else see something in that guy and pick him up, and he ends up being a big player for some other team. So, uh, good on Coach O'Shea and, and the organization allowing these kids to play and, and showcase what they can. Shout out Don Poles uh, in the live chat. He's watching on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bonfire sports TV, youtube.com slash bonfire sports, Twitter, and all the rest. You can find all those links, including links to our podcast. So if, if you're unable to catch the show or you want the audio, uh, it'll be available soon after we go off the air live. Um, you can find all those links, uh, on bonfiresports.ca. Um, it, it's, it, I, I couldn't agree more, Chris. These are preseason tune-ups. Yeah. And when your guys are coming off back-to-back -back Grey Cup championships and you know who's who and where's where, there's no reason to put them in a game and, and, you know, get them up to speed. I understand Michael Shea says it over and over. You yeah. got to play games to be in game shape. But in 2021, they look pretty good out of the gate. No preseason yeah. for them. Yeah. Of course, no preseason league-wide. Um, but is there any concern that Zach Kolaris doesn't take a snap in the preseason? I don't think so at all. I think he knows the system. He's, you know, I mean, two-time Great Cup champ. Last year, MOP of the league. I think that he... Best player in the league. System. Yeah, he's the best player. I think there's another thing that we should hit on real quick, and I know this. Uh, when the injury to Winston Rose happened, mm. I believe when you're in a short week, and you got to think about it, Friday to Tuesday, five days, there's, there's another thing that comes into the coach's head, and that's, do we want to risk injuring anybody? We've got a lot of guys. So on one hand, you want to check the rookies, but on the other hand, you do want to protect your veterans. So I think there's a combination of that. But as far as uh, uh, Zach Kalers, I think he's, he'll be fine. I think he's going to go in the first game against Ottawa. And I'm really looking forward to that game because we haven't seen Paula Police. A big kudos to them for their comeback win over Toronto. Uh, it was nice to see Ottawa get, you know, the Red Blacks uh, get a get a win there. But, uh, yeah, I think Paul's got to be pretty excited about coming. I think it's June 10th, the first game here. So, uh, boy, I tell you, that'll be an exciting time. Uh, shout out to everyone in the live chat. What's going on, Eric? Uh, Poopy Pants says, no worries. Don't want to see an injury in the preseason. But I want to pull up this comment from uh, from yes. Brennan. Uh, how serious is Winston Rose's injury? Okay, so, so here's the deal. I reported this from the Blue sure. Bombers' only practice this week on the field, at least officially, uh, prior to this preseason game. And uh, there he was in a walking boot. Now, what does a walking boot mean? It can mean a serious injury. It can mean surgery happened and, you know, uh, you're, you're recovering. It can also mean just precaution, like yes. get the swelling under control, immobilize it, see what's what after 48 hours, 72 hours, that sort of thing. They need Winston Rose. He is one of the best, if not the best cover corners in Canadian football today, and he takes on the most difficult matchups in that Blue Bombers secondary. So uh, I'm led to believe we don't know yet. 
Like, so maybe don't expect it to be a serious injury. Of course it could be, but I I don't think people should be pessimistic uh, with Winston Rose right now. Um, You you hit on the head though, DB. I mean, that's what they do. That's the precautionary part. They put it, they want to settle it down. You want to secure it. And then they'll look at it and see what bad, how bad it is. Could be just stretched ligaments in the ankle. Could be a sprain. Could be anything, right? And like I said, again, you got a short week with the, with the uh, you know the preseason. Yep. Uh, then you get a big break. You don't play to the tenth. So I mean, basically, it's nice you you can rest a guy like Winston and have him ready for the season opener. So to me, it's a no brainer. Uh, but having said that, you know you know as I have, we've talked about this, uh, you know, till the cows go back in the, in the, in, the, in the barn. That uh, O'Shea will never tell you. No, he is very much one of those guys. I don't know. I'll get. I haven't got a. Well, maybe you know. It's one of those things. So you kind of have to. Hopeful. Just kinda, they're hopeful. Well, they're hopeful. We also, as as media guys, you're basically we end up guesstimating, and that's all. That's a nice word, guesstimate. That's what we're doing. That really is essentially what we have to do. Um, but regardless, uh, the I think the more concerning thing is Mercy Maston. Uh, yes. It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. No update from Mike O'Shea yet, but he That's will right. speak on it very soon. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate when these things happen and, and you know, uh, we'll wait for official Absolutely. word from the head coach. So when it comes to the defensive backs, Chris, playing uh, tonight in Regina, Josh Miller back for another year with Winnipeg. He's fighting uh, for a spot. Um, there, there's a handful of, of young guys that are, are trying to solidify themselves. Maybe not young. He is a CFL veteran, but new to the Blue Bombers this year, Tyquan Glass. He's been playing that field side yeah. corner spot. He will dress tonight. Nick Hallett. Now, if Brandon Alexander, speaking of banged up DBs, if looking like he's not going to be ready to go to begin the regular season, uh, off-season knee surgery, stayed in Winnipeg the entire time. Of course, that was suffered uh, during the Grey Cup win. So Nick Hallett, who's been uh, playing a lot of safety in training camp, he is going to dress and play. Uh, Retta Cramdy, uh, another uh, second-year Blue Bomber who's uh, you know fighting for a little bit more uh, playing time. Uh, Demario Houston back with the Bombers. He'll do a little returning tonight, I expect, uh, in the yeah. kick uh, and, and punt return game. Donald Rutledge Jr., number 38, he is the Bombers defensive back rookie that I am most intrigued to see. He has been at safety. He has been at that dime back spot formerly held uh, by the injured Mercy Maston. Uh, They may have to rely on him, a true rookie and new to the CFL. Of course, some time with a couple NFL stops, Chris, but Donald Rutledge Jr., number 38, he could be the guy getting the tap to start in week one on June 10th. Well, if you look at the roster, and it's a big roster for defensive backs, they're dressing 18, 18 defensive backs. Right. You've got three that have basically played, you know, somewhere in the CFL. Uh, Josh Miller, a little bit of a rough uh, game last week, got beat for a touchdown in the end zone. Uh, Nick Kellett, I think, is doing a good job at the safety position. But what you, what you, Brandon Alexander gives you is that fear factor. Brandon Alexander is a punisher. So it's a different kind of guy. Nick's a good cover guy, no doubt about it. But I don't believe Nick Hallett is anywhere the same physicality as a Brandon Alexander. And I don't think the receivers going across the middle are worried about seeing Nick as opposed to number 37, Brandon and Alexander. So he is a little, little he is a a little smaller. He's probably not as fast. He probably can't. Okay. Look, Brandon Alexander, people talk about the big hits and, and Chris, you know, you mentioned the alligator arms on the receivers coming across the middle and having to, you know, uh, you know, stare down Brandon Alexander, the blue bombers, all-star safety. One thing people don't talk about with Brandon Alexander is that he can run all day long, sideline to sideline, next step, sideline to sideline, 40 yards downfield, down to the line of scrimmage. The guy's got lungs of a cheetah. It's unbelievable how well he can run. Uh, that is something I, I find that is is crazy overlooked with Brandon Alexander. Of course, we're we're hopeful he'll be back sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, he, I'm just... He's an incredible runner, uh, DB. I mean, he reminds me of myself when there's free beer and burgers. Uh, I mean, I could just <laughs> run all day. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I love the guy for the way he plays. I told you this. I made that uh, comparison to Benny Thompson from years ago. Yeah. Uh, just the, the, the ferocity of the hit, the, the, the way they put, uh, like you say, alligator arms, or they hear footsteps, another thing. You know, the receiver doesn't want to go out and get the ball knowing he's going to get, you know, crunched. So, 
it, you know, this is an opportunity with 18 defensive backs mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of these guys to make something happen today. Like, I think Taekwon Glass is safe. I mean, there's some of these guys, I, you know, they're going to be right. Donald Rutledge will be here for sure. Unless he just something strange happens and these guys, you know, just start getting smoked. But having said that, there's a lot of guys going into this game tonight tapping. They're in the locker room and they're just wondering, okay, man, I've got to do something. I've got to make my way. Yeah. Uh, I've got to make a play. How do I make the coach see me? How does the coach see me? How do I stand out to that coach? Uh, Richie Hall, when they break down the film, and the, and Jordan Younger, the DB coach, they're going to grade every play that these guys get to play or participate in the game. You've got to make every one of these count. And a lot of times, you'll get guys in there and they won't get any action. No fault of their own, but they haven't made anything happen. And unfortunately, a lot of these guys get chopped just because they haven't any action come their way. Absolutely. You you mentioned, Chris, uh, players making uh, grabbing the attention of coaches. I just pulling up the roster for tonight's game at Mosaic and who's dressing. You'll notice uh, the two quarterbacks in the top left, Drew Brown and Dakota Prukup, the only two dressing. So Joe Mancuso, who uh, watched on, on Friday night, he will not be dressed uh, and we won't see him in that game. So they're really putting Drew Brown and Dakota Pruk up through the, their paces to see who can win that number two job. Uh, somebody in the live chat mentioning, maybe they can uh, chime up again. Dakota Pruk up, bigger body, very fast. Like when he gets into open space, he can really run. Uh, very likely to be the Blue Bombers short yardage quarterback uh, this year. They're probably going to go back to dressing three quarterbacks normally, Chris. Because yeah. uh, they're able to, and you can have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. Chris Trevler, look out if he ever decides to come back north. Oh, he won't um, be back. He's not going back. Well, you never know. You never know, and, and fans uh, fans want to see it, right? I never say never, but I don't. I don't believe you'll never see number seventeen back here. But I'm, uh, I'm pulling up. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you're you're paying the kind of money the highest paid guy in the league is is uh, our boy. Uh, you know, our quarterback, Clarus. So. Yeah. Uh, Zach Kalara. So, I mean, there's no way they can afford to pay. And he's already tasted NFL money. Sure. Uh, you know, when you're going from 700,000, you're not going to come here and play for well, 60. Wh wherever, wherever he goes. Like, he doesn't oh, have he to come to Winnipeg. Else. Yeah. There'll probably be but, eight other teams wanting him, right? And, and you, can have two you can have two quarterbacks on the field. Like, think of yes, the opportunities, yes, right? Yes. Well, you're a smart guy. You're an accountant. Um, well, here's what I want to know. <laughs> See, it's already starting. <laughs> well, here's what I want to know. Do, I, I, I'm kind of curious why they didn't dress a third quarterback in, in, in a game like this. I mean, and just give him what? Give him a give him a half a quarter. Give him a quarter. Just, as he not grasps the playbook, how, how do you judge this guy? I mean, obviously, he's getting no action now. You know he is not going to go into the game in the first game against Ottawa. Yep. And if you're dressing three and you're usually keeping three, what does that say? I, I don't see it as a positive. I, I he, he he was he joined training camp late, right? So, yeah, so give him a little playbook. You know what? Give him five plays. Well, here's the, here's the thing: no five plays. Go out there. Let's see you execute. He can do that in practice, can't he? No. Like, don't you want to see more of Drew Brown? Don't you want to see more of yeah, Dakota yeah, yeah, Brukup? That's my point. You can see more Drew Brown, and you can, you can see more Dakota Brukup. But Makuso or Mancusa, if you're gonna play him, I mean, to me. This is your last opportunity. You're you know, come on. Unless nope. something happens, you're not, you know in an injury situation, you're not going to see this guy. So to me, I I don't get. That's just my personal opinion. I don't get it when you're allowed to have three quarterbacks on the field. When you're allowed to uh, you know uh, have a guy come on and and just maybe give him five, six, seven plays, and just see what he can do. See his presence. Maybe sure. the, you know. Maybe he throws the ball extremely well. Maybe he takes off. Maybe he becomes a star. You never know. That's oh, true. Levi. <laughs> Jake, Jake Mayer. game ever played. Jake Mayer, right? He, he went, what, 300 yards in exactly. six games? Big fan but, of the uh, mayor. Big fan well, of the mayor. Not, you know, I'm not political either. <laughs> mayor, with a, mayor with an I, not a Y. Mayor with an uh, I. Thank you, brother. So, Luke Irwin is watching live on Facebook, facebook.com slash bonfire sports TV. He says, Hey guys, what do you think of Thompson? I thought he showed last week and contribute on this team sooner rather than later. Maybe he could fill in for Brandon Alexander while he's recovering from his injury. I'm pulled up uh, the, the, the roster, no depth for the blue bombers 
tonight, but this is their roster, and that is Malcolm Thompson, the Canadian defensive back, safety, uh, the Blue Bombers signed this offseason. He played two games, actually, Malcolm Thompson did, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats last year, including dressing uh, in the Grey Cup, if I'm not mistaken. He made some plays back on Friday, Chris, and you know we've been talking about the Hallett brothers. Noah, injured, has not practiced in training camp. Nick, uh, had a little bit of struggle uh, on Friday night. Maybe Malcolm Thompson is somebody, even as a Canadian, with, with that helpful uh, uh, passport, um, who can step in and, and take some meaningful reps at safety for Winnipeg. Well, I think the biggest thing for him right now is to contribute as much as he possibly can on special teams. Mm-hmm. You know it as well as I do. That's where your first chance is to break onto the team. Uh, so if he can continue to do that and then grow as a defender and get opportunities in that defense – then I can see a you know a bright future for the young man, uh, but right now uh, with, with the way it is, with the way the team is set, and the depth they have, I mean, as mm-hmm. a Canadian, you know, I'm not and I'm not saying it's because he's Canadian. But I'm saying he's got a, maybe a better opportunity here to hang around because your team you really need to have a you know a good group of Canadians here on your roster, and uh, that's how a lot of these young kids start. They all start off as special teamers. So right, let's see what he does. But it's a good question. I wasn't looking at him. I was looking at some other guys. Like, I was looking at this Greg McCray. Greg McCray, yeah. He did yep. a nice job returning uh, punts and kickoffs last Or I guess missed field goal. He had a missed field goal return. Right. And uh, a couple nice uh, kickoff returns. And then you got Kyle Borsa, who I was wanting to see. I didn't realize Kyle Borsa ran a 4-3. That's a, <laughs> listen, that's fast, man. Yeah, I think it was four four two. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Borsa is a really impressive young athlete. University of Regina. I I covered a couple of his games for Canada West TV, and I was on the field reporting uh, during a couple of their games. Kyle Borsa can play. He is big and strong. He's the tallest running back the Blue Bombers have. So yeah, you know, yeah. and and his his body make this guy ain't soft. He is hard body like he looks like johnny augustine really impressive uh body type and and clearly has the speed to burn as well i think kyle borsa is uh under the radar is the debate between who's running back one who's running back two is it brady is it johnny look oh, out for kyle uh, borsa he's gonna make things happen a shake. hey what what's that come to the screen and give you an angela moscow what, right what, the what's head. the problem what's the problem you know johnny augustine should uh, johnny augustine and brady are, are, are one two and I, I, and I'm, I I'm talking about the debate. I, I know uh, they're one. I look, I they're, they're one A, one B. I've been saying since last year, even with Andrew Harris was here, the guy to watch out for. And I was, I said, you better sign this guy because he was a free agent. I said, you better sign this Johnny Augustine kid. This kid's going to be something special. I'm going to tell you right now. He reminds me, and I said this last show, he reminds me of a young uh, Pringle, Mike Pringle. And that's a hell of a compliment. No, no kidding. One of the greatest uh, of all time to uh, tote the rock in Canadian football. Chris, uh, if Johnny Augustine can take that job, all the power to him. We've asked Mike O'Shea almost repeatedly, how is this backfield going to be run following the departure of of Andrew Harris? 1A, 1B, it's going to be committee, a backfield by committee. Uh, But hey, you know, like in that preseason game on Friday, it was more Johnny Augustine. He averaged nine yards per carry Brady, not as, uh, you know, not as prolific, but still pretty good. Uh, we'll see what we get tonight. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the people in the live chat, Chris was mentioning, you know, like are the Bombers C team going to be able to compete or, you know, are, are they going to get uh, kicked tonight is what Comet says as he's watching uh, he or she, I should say, pardon me, uh, is watching live on YouTube. Uh, let's take a look at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders depth chart. Uh, this is their starting defense. And then yeah. you look at their starting offense. This is what I'll, I'll draw attention to, Chris. Yeah, the no quarterbacks problem. right there in the middle, right above your little screen there. Yeah. Uh, Domagala is the only one I recall being in, in CFL action before. They're they're dressing a pretty big skeleton crew as well, remembering that um, they have another preseason game on Friday yes. uh, on the road. So uh, Saskatchewan's not you know coming all guns a-blazing either. It'll probably be well, a very com- well, competitive I'll- game. Now, DB, I'll, I think you're right, but except for one thing. I mean, Mason Fine was, I think, your third-string quarterback last year. Uh, Dolo Gala played the NFL a little bit and had a couple cups of coffee down there. But obviously, without Cody Fajardo, that's a huge thing. But look at the receivers they're dressing. 
McRoberts is still dressing. Jamal Morrow is still dressing. Now, Justin McKinnis, Mitch Pickton, a uh, guy that I really am a big fan of at the wide receiver and uh, Keon Schaefer-Baker. They've yeah. got there's a, there's a lot of studs on their offense. Now, how much will they play? That's the other right. thing, right? I mean, you know as well as I do in preseason, this is uh, not worth the uh, the papers printed on sometimes because they you know they they got to fill out the depth chart. But a lot of these guys, as you say, because it's the first game, might not see much uh, field time at all. Well, let's look at who's not dressed: Shaq Evans, Nick Marshall, Kyron Moore, Duke Williams, AC Leonard, of course, quarterback. Cody Fajardo, uh, their kicker, Brett Lowther, Larry Dean, their starting middle linebacker, Godfrey Onyeka, uh, one of the, the top Canadians uh, in the league, Derek Moncrief, the all-star uh, linebacker and, and dimebacker, uh, Taryn Vaughn, Dan Clark, um, you know, Jake Hardy, a Canadian receiver, Garrett Marino, one of their hard-nosed defensive linemen, isn't dressing uh, either. Their long snapper, Jorgen Hoos, uh, there's a whole bunch of Josiah St. John, uh, Logan Furland, both of those guys on the offensive line. They are like, this is a, you know, I wouldn't call it minor leagues, but these are the guys fighting for jobs. I think it's going to be extremely competitive. Don't look at the names on the jerseys. Look how hard these guys are, are fighting um, because there's players on each side of the field tonight, Chris, that, uh, you know, could, in your words, apple in a roadmap tomorrow yeah. morning. Oh, for sure. But I mean, you you missed. The, I mean, the guys that I and I, of course I love. I'm, I'm a pit guy. It's funny that on suspended list they still have uh, what's his name? They're running they're, the offensive lineman uh, Brendan Labatt. Mm -hmm. uh, still, they're trying to talk him. He didn't want to play because of the COVID scenario. Yeah. Now it seems to be under uh, under wraps. They're okay with that, but he's they're trying to get him to come back. But once you sit out for a couple of years, you're not sure if you want to come back. Yeah. The guy that they have been talking a lot about, and I've done a couple functions with him in Saskatchewan. A really nice guy really came into camp as Charleston Hughes. Charleston Hughes went to Toronto last year because they kind of, you know, didn't want to sign him for the money he wanted in Saskatchewan. Had a real off year. Two sacks. I mean, he, he did. He was a healthy scratch for a number of games. Went back home, worked his tail off, yep. and just basically said, I'm going to do a camp. You come and watch me in a camp. You see how I'm playing and see if I'm worthy of another contract. They went Charleston did that. And Craig Dickinson went, man, he is in shape. He looks great. So you got you got a healthy guy. This is the guy that what led the league in sacks previous three years to last year. You mm -hmm. got AC Leonard who led the league in sacks on the other side, is not dressed. You're right. Uh they've got some talent. I mean, I love it. This is this is a good team. I mean, Saskatchewan, I think, is gonna give us all we can hold today. This is my thought on Charleston Hughes. They don't have, like, how long has he been in the league? 15 years? Uh, yeah, maybe 15. Like, I don't think he's been at 50, and I think he's about 12 or 13 for sure, yeah. He does not need to be relied on every snap or in 80% of snaps. I think what you want from Charleston Hughes is that leadership in the locker room, that swagger in the locker room, that confidence. And then for him to come in 20, 30 snaps a game yep. and yep. make a huge impact. You need him fresh. You need him full lungs. You need uh, Charleston Hughes to, to be a specialist at this phase in his career. No doubt he has gas in the tank if, if a team is uh, signing him. And, and, you know, he looked good in that camp, like you mentioned, Chris. Uh, but I think that's what you want from Charleston Hughes. So more of a specialist, I think, uh, right now. I hope I don't get a text from Charleston. Uh, no, you know, you know what? I, I think he'll love it because here's the, you know, I know, I, I, you know, reading from what he's talking about, he didn't like the system he was in in Toronto. He's used the way he's not. I mean, he's a pass rusher. That's what he likes to do. He likes to get after the quarterback. He may, he, you know, he's a, he loves to force fumbles. He may, he gets after the quarterback. He deflects passes. And I think they had him doing different scenarios where they had him doing some spying, which is basically not rushing, staying there watching the quarterback. I think he'll go back to being the uh, the guy he was before. Uh, Larry Dean, obviously, and they signed. Remember the guy they signed? And I don't know if you mentioned it, so I apologize if you did already. But the guy they signed that led the league in tackles, he was the middle linebacker for Calgary last year, Sankey. Yeah, Darnell. And that is a pickup for Saskatchewan. Yep. Sankey's yeah. there. You got Larry Dean, who's coming back from an A injury, uh, and then that, and then Moncrief at dime. Like, oh yeah, Moncrief. At they're dime. stacked in the middle. They oh, are yeah. stacked in the middle. This is what I'm saying. I think Saskatchewan, the West, is a crazy right now. I mean, BC. You look at BC. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anything I really liked about them. I mean, that obviously they got clobbered by uh, 
like Calgary. They got a good receiving core. It's 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 all like uh, the way I see it. BC yeah. BC can make the playoffs if Nathan Rourke has a strong season. Yeah. Uh, you know, CJ uh, Didick in uh, in the live chat right now says, "Hot take for the year: Saskatchewan misses the playoffs, and an East team takes the crossover. If Cody Fajardo can return to his 2019 form, where he was a dynamic dual threat quarterback." Saskatchewan is going to be really good. Hey, that, that's did, that's my feel on it. Hey, CJ Diddick, what's that beer? There's a beer in Saskatchewan. Oh, the Pilsner. The Pilsner. I think CJ Diddick's having a few Pilsners over there. He makes that. Pill Country. Saskatchewan's <laughs> not going to miss the playoffs. I mean, come Sometimes on. Sometimes you can get lost in Pill Country. Have you ever been lost in Pill Country? Oh, God. I love going to Saskatchewan. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's a great place. Great fans as well. But no, uh, I think that. Uh, Right now, and it's interesting because I know we're kind of going around the league a little bit here. Yeah, let's do it. But Bo Levi, three mm-hmm. of ten, did not look good. Two interceptions, but they're both in the red zone. Um, is he healthy? What he shape is that shoulder in? He just says, "Well, he he's going to say that." But is he? Well, of course, so he said that. That, that surprised me. But like you say, you got Jake Mayer there. Um, I think they got some receivers. I mean, they cut one of the guys. Was it Jordan Lambert? Yeah, Jordan Williams cut. Lambert. Yeah. You know, he, I, he'll go somewhere right away. Probably, yeah. I, I would think somebody will grab that guy. Unless we, there's something behind the scenes we don't know. Sure. Like, I well, mean, yeah, we, that found was... out, we found out about that other scenario, the bad scenario with the one right, Jalen Saunders here in Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to give him any airtime. No. Bye-bye. No, uh, I, I want to bring back this comment from Richard, who's watching on YouTube. Quarterbacking in the East isn't good enough to cross over this year. Uh, this is the way I see it. And and Antonio Pipkin was the quarterback the B uh, the BC Lions signed. They had yeah. uh, Thompson, Pipkin, yeah. I think, was their quarterback that got hurt. So Pipkin yeah. signed with them after getting cut uh, by Toronto. McLeod Bethel Thompson, a young quarterback, uh, nephew of uh, Hall of Famer Jim Kelly, uh, Chad Kelly, of course. Uh, I think Toronto's got good quarterbacking. You've got Jeremiah Mazzoli with Paul Apolice and his creative offensive system in Ottawa. You know. Evans in good. Hamilton. He looked good. Mazzoli looked good. He only played one yep. drive, but he marched him right down the field for a touchdown. Eight of ten for a touchdown. I thought he looked really good. Uh, and he, I think he's going to excel in Apollo Police offense. Uh, Montreal, he, can he come back? The guy, can he rebound? Uh, right. You know, he got hurt. Adams, uh, Vernon Adams, he got junior. He got hurt last year. Yeah, uh, he's going to have to have a big rebound year. The guy that's on the hot seat, I hate to bring it up, but the guy on the hot seat right now is Kari Jones. Yes, uh, they need they need some success out there in Montreal. I think Montreal can compete. I think Montreal is is better than many people give them credit for. Uh, they got an excellent receiver group led by Jake Weineke and and Geno Lewis. Like those, I take those two any day. Um, they signed Chandler Worthy today. Right. So there's another one, uh, another, another receiving target. They got, uh, in my opinion, the best running back in the Canadian football today. Um, and you know, I, I think, you know, with, with Kahari being on the hot seat, uh, it's going to be a motivated team. The team always plays for Kahari. You listen to the guys talking about it. They, they right. like their head coach right. a lot. So, you know, if, if we're aware that Kahari's on the hot seat, I'm thinking the team think you know is, well, is probably aware as well. It's funny you say that because one of the knocks, and I've I've worked at CBC with Kahari, never had the great opportunity to play on the field with him, uh, but everything you hear about him is exactly that. But he's such a nice guy that the Montreal ownership came and said to him, "Hey, listen, buddy, we love that you're this good guy. You're protecting your players, but remember, this is a team, Montreal." that took so many stupid penalties and cost them so many games last year. Yep. And they told Kahari, Kahari, this is yours now. You're going to have to toughen up, and you're going to have to straighten these idiots out. So he knows. It's uh, it's do or die time with these idiots. You're going to get idiots taking penalties, you're not going to play. And that's what happens. Coaches have to get tough sometime. you got to say, hey, listen, you, you know, I remember Cal Murphy would fine us. And we'd, we'd have to pay fine. Now we go to we could go to Union, but you got to wait till uh, you know six months to get your twenty five bucks back. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So I, I hope it works out. Car you know, is a special person. Uh, I agree with you, Montreal. If Vernon Adams can turn it around, they got great receivers. Uh, I like what Ottawa's doing right now. Uh, they got a a really good offensive line, which is nice to see in Ottawa. Uh, Hamilton, 
they're always good. I mean, Orlando Steinhauer, he's, he's, he's a, he's basically a clone of Michael O'Shea, they're the same type of coaches. I think they've got a good team as well, but I'm curious to watch guys like Andrew Harris in Toronto, Brandon Banks, yeah. in Toronto, Jagarrett Davis, defensive line in Toronto. Oh, he'll be good. Jagarrett is a beast, players. man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I put him right there with AC Leonard and and the Jeffs here oh, yeah. uh, in Winnipeg oh, yeah. with with uh, good, Je uh, Jefferson and Jeffcoat. Uh, John Campbell, who is uh, watching live on Facebook, which Philpot kid will have a better year? A Canadian rookie. Like th this is what I'll say about the Canadian rookies. Whoever has a better year in their rookie year, it'll show in twenty twenty three. We'll leave it at that. But thanks for thanks for the question, John. Um, you think that's so? True? Yeah, so like a, a better I, year. I, I, I one's gonna have two hundred yards. One's gonna have a hundred and fifty. Like, well, no, I just read it. Well, I, I, I think there's one in Calgary and one's in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And the one in Montreal had, I guess, a standout day in training camp yesterday. Uh, Good. Just, just, so I mean, it's. I'm count. just. Saying, it's tough for the. It's tough for them to make an impact. Is all oh, I'm saying. Sure. Whoever has a better sure. year this year, Chris, is the one that's going to study harder, work out harder, learn the system better, uh, and be ready for next year. Um, that that's just the reality, especially at skill positions like Andrew Harris. It took him three years to kind of get the ball rolling in his CFL career. Of course, coming from junior football, Nick Dembski, a first round draft pick, it took him a couple years to get things going uh, in Saskatchewan. They'll make, you know, it's possible they could make something happen in yeah, special teams. Yeah, that's fair uh, You know, fair a, a thing here and there, but, you know, we'll, we'll still uh, wait and see. I, I want to ask you this, Chris. How good can Edmonton be with the entire overhaul that Chris Jones was kind of handed and, and is implementing this year? Can they be with Calgary and Winnipeg and Saskatchewan? Or are they going to be more like a team, like we'll kind of wait and see like the BC Lions? Well, I tell you what, I, they, they put so much pressure on this Nick Arbuckle kid, and I thought he played extremely well. The two, you know, the the amount of time he played against Winnipeg in the last preseason in Winnipeg, um, let him down. I think he threw a touchdown. He rushed for a touchdown. I thought he played extremely well. Saw the saw the field well. Um, anytime you got a Chris Jones, you know it's going to be unorthodox too, right? I mean, he's going to he picks up receivers, turns them to defensive ends. Uh, he just does things that are maybe off the chart a little bit. I think they've got a, a great chance. Uh, I mean, they can't be three. Uh, they were three wins. I think three wins or four last year. I guarantee they're not going to be that bad. They got a great owner um, who's really supporting that. They're bringing the fans back in the stands again, which is great. Uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, the team that I just, I just think BC's unless, like you say, Nathan Rourke can really come out firing. I just, I just can't see it right now. I mean, they just. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised to hear that from you either, Chris, because the knock on the BC Lions outside of quarterbacking, like the question mark post Mike Riley, yeah. uh, is the offensive line. Like they couldn't oh. protect the toughest quarterback the CFL has seen in, I don't know, a decade or more, probably more. Mike Riley could take an absolute beating, peel himself off off the turf, and and throw for another 250 yards the rest of the game. Um, but the, the biggest knock is, can they protect? Can they play a, 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 an offense and, and implement a system that protects their quarterback? It's one thing to have Mike Riley and have him knocked around all game. It's another to have a young guy and a smaller body in Nathan Rourke. I don't know if he's as tough as Mike Riley. I hope we don't have to find out for a long time. I know, I know that, uh, you know that uh, Chris Jones is really making an effort to sign offensive linemen. Whether he has to go with three Americans or not, I know he got he put beard up. Wait, you, uh, wait, you, you talking you talking Edmonton or BC? Edmonton. Uh, oh, sorry, I went to Edmonton again. Um, BC. Yeah. BC. Uh, BC had some issues on the O line. I think it was worse. Here's my off the wall prediction this year. Mike Mike O'Reilly comes back. Off the what? wall, baby. Holy. You're I'm lost in pill country. <laughs> I'm seeing BC is going to have a struggle in the beginning. Wow. Maybe can't do it. And they say, hey, Mike, come on back. The, that's Washington. So it's just a drive across the bridge. Sure. Yeah. I, I just, you know, like, like comments saying here, he'll miss a, a healthy Mike Riley beast in his prime. No question. Oh, One of the best, like, I, I think he'll be in the Canadian football hall of fame. Oh, absolutely. I think so. He yeah. well deserved to be in there. I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of guys, but I mean, the, the fact that how he played and 
played injured, as you say, in a, in a tough game. Uh, a normal career is four years, right? I mean, this guy played a lot of years and he won a lot of things. So um, I just liked him. I've liked him as a player, and I know his name is Michael now, so you have to call him Michael Riley. Yep. But um, I'm just, I have this weird, like, little whispering in my ear. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it. Maybe, maybe we'll have to I, leave it at that. I, I don't want you to give it, give it in away anything. And what did I say it was? I said it's my off the wall prediction for the year. Okay. Okay. I like it. Chris Walby has it uh, here. You heard it here first on Bonfire Sports. Uh, game day after dark, after the game tonight, maybe an hour or so after the game. Uh, Zach Schnitzer, my co host on Bonfire Midweek, he'll join us for game day after dark live right here on Bonfire Sports. All your links, bonfiresports.ca. Todd Moggy uh, coming into the chat and Interested, like all, uh, you know, I would say almost all of us uh, to see the battle for the number two quarterback spot. Chris, let's pull up the Blue Bombers uh, roster of who's dressing in Regina tonight. You see those two quarterbacks, Drew Brown and Dakota Prukup on the top left yeah. uh, of your screen. Uh, everybody uh, out there judging my, uh, judging all of my uh, uh, bookmarks and, and folders up there. <laughs> Go and give, give him a peek. It's okay. I don't. I don't mind. But yeah, Drew Brown and, and Dakota Prukup. Who are we going to, uh, um, you know, see come out of these two? Uh, a couple other people chiming in right now. Brown has that number two spot. Um, Prukup has to do something special. Um, <laughs> and this this is an important one. CJ wants to know if if you'll share a beer with him tonight, Chris. Oh God, yeah, maybe that's a possibility. I'm going to be watching the game uh, with much interest and much happiness because it's. I just love CFL. I think I love football. It's great to see back on, man. That's what it is. It's, it's nice to be that back with DB talking about this. And I, there's a comment in here, and I think he's right. Uh, he thought. I think the comment was he thinks that Mike Riley will probably end up coaching sooner or later. Right there, by comment. Yeah, yep. that's that's a very astute comment. Um, I'm actually actually quite surprised that BC didn't hire Mike Michael this year and say, hey, just as a guest coach to contribute. You know what I mean? Mm. Yep. So that's that. That's why I, you know, I think if he was really trying to get into the coaching, he would have went and did a guest coaching stint. But you're right. There's possibility of that as well. Yeah. No question. Uh, you never know. Sometimes you're so, like, like Westy, right? Plays 17 years in the CFL, then shifts into a broadcasting role. His yeah. summers are eaten up every summer. Yeah. I was talking to him uh, yesterday, Chris, and like how happy he is to have a summer again and be at his son's soccer games and oh, yeah. you know spend time at the lake and, and do all those things and not be kind of uh, as tied down uh, like you and I are. But you maybe you and I are a little bit more football obsessed than the average bear. Uh, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, I tell you, uh, Westy's, Westy's one of the good ones too. I mean, that's absolutely. I, I miss game, I miss uh, doing games smart. with that guy. And actually, yeah. if you see him right now, Westy, in my opinion, could come out and kick right now. Yeah, I really. Well, who, He's the bombers might soccer. be calling. He's indoor soccer still. He's a <laughs> yeah. heck of an athlete. Yep. And I, and, I, and I'm I'm surprised that I'm not getting struck by lightning bolts for blowing up a, a, a kicker. But hey, he can uh, he can play. And uh, I know I think we we're joking one day. And he's you know, and I think he basically said I can I'll kick these guys, but. He probably, you know what? Look at Bob paid what? What Bob Cameron punted for what? Twenty three, yeah. twenty three years. Crazy. I think your buddy in, in BC played twenty six years. Think about it, twenty six years. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but they're kickers. You only you, you see the ball maybe you know five, six, seven times a game. So you're well, working out like playing for two years. I'm highlighting the kicker and punter position right above uh, your screen there uh, on the Bombers roster of who is dressing in Regina tonight. We're going we're to watch Mark Leggio and Ali Murtada punt and kick again. They split the duties uh, pretty evenly between punting and kicking, both of them doing that uh, in that first preseason game against Edmonton here in Winnipeg, Chris. Um, but as we, th this is what I wanted to draw attention to. We've talked about Dakota Prukop. We talked about Drew Brown. But it's the receivers 
in Winnipeg that are, are going to be, uh, a, it's going to be a very competitive position group to watch tonight. Uh, shout out to Luke McMillan, who's had a heck of a training camp. He is a yeah. Winnipeg Rifles junior player uh, himself. If you look to the right of your screen, uh, number 14 and number 15, Joseph Funk Clements uh, and Kyle Chorney, uh, two Winnipeg Rifles that'll dress tonight. Uh, Miguel Lino, number 62, the offensive lineman, did not travel to Regina, uh, the Winnipeg Rifles offensive lineman, uh, been in camp with the Blue Bombers throughout. He's a little bit under the weather, so kind of stinks for him uh, that he will not dress tonight. But when it comes to these receivers, B.J. Muckleveen, banged up in training camp, Chris. Haven't seen much of him at all, but early in camp and in rookie camp showed a lot. Antonio Nunn made a highlight reel catch in training camp. Uh, I know a lot of people like the creativity of this name, the man named after the burger, uh, Wap Fillier. Um, is one that's that's going to be competing. Blake Jackson uh, is an individual who was uh, injured in training camp with Winnipeg last season. The the Blue Bombers are extremely high on him. Dalton Schoen, perfect four for four uh, off the arm of, of Drew Brown um, and Dakota Prukup last game. He's been getting first team reps throughout training camp. You got Lucky Jackson, uh, TJ Simmons. Uh, along with Rashid Bailey, the veteran, of course, uh, he'll dress tonight. But the one I want people to maybe pay most attention to tonight, Chris, number 84, son of prolific Toronto Argonauts running back Doyle Orange, and that's 2020 Blue Bombers draft pick Brendan O'Leary Orange. University of Nevada, big body uh, and talented pass catcher the Blue Bombers have. I see this guy pushing Drew Wolitarski for that one of those Canadian receiver spots this season. Well, then he's going to get a catch. Yep. He's going to throw a ball on him. He played five games in 2020. He didn't have a catch. Hasn't had a catch yet. Didn't get a ball thrown in his direction last game. Right. Uh, he's well, didn't, dress get, last, didn't dress last game. Yeah. Well, that's why he probably didn't have a catch. But still, he's got to he's got to make a name for himself here as well, right? I mean, if you're going to go competition and Drew's got himself already entrenched there, Walt Tarski, then if Brennan, and I know they like him. I know they like him, but he, yeah. You know, all those stats in the world of what you did in college and who your, you know, your, you know, your heritage is and where you come and your lineage and all who your dad was, your grandfather, it don't hold beans unless you can perform. So that's true. I need to see him do something today. And I'm not taking away the guy that I like, and I'm going to go opposite of you. The guy I think has really got a great shot is uh, Dalton Schoen. Mm -hmm. I like him. I like this kid. I, he played in a, a number of uh, NFL camps, a uh, great attitude. Uh, fast, got good speed, great hands, as you said. He caught every ball, I think, that was thrown his way or he had four catches anywhere. Uh, this is going to be, as you say, uh, there's a lot of really, really tough decisions to be made. I don't know. Maybe you can refresh me. When is the cut-down day for the Bombers? Because I'm not sure when the cut-down day is because exhibition is still going on for, I think, until Friday. Right. So is it Saturday? You know, they would have a universal cutdown day. Right. So I'm just going to pull my, my old schedule here. And this is before the, uh, the work stoppage, uh, you know, middle of May. Uh, but CFO rosters needed to be cut down to 75 on the 17th. That got shifted and yeah. it became, they had to cut down to 75 plus non-counters those are like it's a bit of a a, a list of, of what makes you a non-counter but Not essentially rookie, rookies and guys that hadn't participated uh yeah. in games or, or professional training camps um they need the blue bombers had to do that on saturday they announced them on sunday morning you can find more uh, of uh, who made the team and, and uh, the current rosters go to bonfiresports.ca hit the news link uh and you will find the way too early depth chart that's this uh, right here, as well as the full roster uh, by position, and it's numerical within the position. But uh, so each CFL team needs to cut down to 75 plus non counters the day after their first preseason game. So for the Rough Riders, that'll be tomorrow. Um, there is no word uh, or clarity on when they need to cut down uh, again prior to uh, the regular season. So um, injured lists affect it greatly and oh, if yeah. you put a guy on the six game or you put a guy uh, on the one game uh injured list to, to start the year it, it gives you that roster flexibility in that space uh cfl transactions wire uh 
has some details uh, on that. Uh, the Blue Bombers did place Mercy Maston on the injured list, so uh, it's looking like a long-term injury. No official word from head coach Michael Shea. We'll wait for uh, the words from the Blue Bombers officially uh, before we declare anything on that. Yeah, I I, I believe the last uh, exhibition game is on Friday. I, I believe. I could be wrong. Well, uh, here's, the, here's the schedule. Okay, what was the last one? Friday? Yeah. Friday, oh, Saskatchewan in Vancouver. And that game, Correct. I believe, is on TSN as well. That's a nice late one. So, yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, I'll probably be sleeping. I'm old already. But uh, <laughs> the rest of those guys. But, yeah, I, I, it'll be, it's probably going to be Sunday or Monday when they cut because you got to allow the team on Friday to go back, look at the film, break it down, and then make a decision. But then you realize that the first game is what? There it is. Uh, Friday, June 6th. What is that? Pull it up. There, June 9th. June? Yeah. Yeah, and then the Bombers' first preseason or first regular season game will be June 10th here in Winnipeg against the the Red Blacks. But um, yeah, Friday. Okay, so Thursday right. or Friday. So I mean, uh, you got to have guys got to get cut because they got to get their roster set together to play, and then want to have a couple of days of practice right. with your final, you know, finalized roster. So that's that's what I think. Uh, somebody in the chat here says. Uh, Someone compared you, Chris, to the Blue Bombers' new offensive lineman signing. Fair? Uh, I wouldn't compare. Like, I, I think they're talking about Log uh, Liam Dobson. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. I mean, they make comparison. I guess he's got a mean streak. Yeah, uh, maybe the mean streak. I wouldn't compare it like the type of old lineman he is, Chris. He's a very wide, low-to-the-ground, bulldozer type uh, you, if I recall correctly, you were, well, yeah, you were a bulldozer, but you were also able to kick out to tackle uh, and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more fleet of foot and agile. Um, well, we'll find out. It's, you know, this is. We'll a, find a, out. Yeah. Listen, everything I've heard about this kid is is fantastic. So I think it's a fair comment at this point in time. Well, we'll see how it plays out. I wish the guy nothing but a long career and much success. So, um, you know, I hope he goes out there and just kills it. Absolutely. Uh, Comet asking for a Winston Rose update. We touched on this uh, just a little while ago. If you miss any of the show, you can watch the replay on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, and the podcast will be available very soon. I might have to grab a bite to eat and then uh, I'll get the podcast up. Well, maybe I'll push that. I'll get it. I'll get the podcast up available uh, as soon as we're done the show. Uh, you can find all those links to uh, Apple and Spotify. Uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio and the rest, wherever you listen to your podcast, Google, uh, you can find it on bonfiresports.ca. Uh, Winston Rose uh, spotted in a walking boot at practice uh, day before yesterday. And uh, that would be Monday, I guess. Right, Chris? Is that right? Yep. Is it Wednesday today? And um, Wednesday. no, it's Tuesday. What are we okay. talking about? Oh, I better not put my garbage out. Don't put your garbage out. Well, now, <laughs> garbage have to go until Thursday. Woo! Right. It's Tuesday. So Sunday was the Blue Bombers' only on-field session prior to um, tonight's game. And Winston Rose was in a walking boot. Nothing official. Mike O'Shea, I asked him directly, had no update uh, on Winston Rose as of yet. But this is what we do know. A walking boot does not necessarily mean a serious injury. It can be preventative. So we will probably hear uh, from Mike O'Shea next on Winston Rose, I'm thinking in about two or three days. Yeah. So that's that's about the norm for the Blue Bombers, for Mike O'Shea. Nothing immediate ever. Uh, so I'm thinking uh, later this week. So keep it locked here to Bonfire Sports. We'll, we'll keep you updated on the latest on that. Um, Chris, what about kicker? Uh, this is Richard chiming in saying, I hope Legio shows well. Would love to see us develop a Canadian kicker into an all-star. Had too many released early only to have success elsewhere. Um, you know, I, I understand that, but, uh, I, I can't think of anybody as of recent, uh, at least in, in the, uh, Kyle Walters era who the blue bombers cut and then found, you know, CFL success elsewhere. I know it's happened years gone by, but yeah. Felix Menard Briere, um, well, you know, uh, nothing panned out. So, you know, of course they would like to develop, um, Mark Leggio has superb numbers in college, but. As our buddy Troy Westwood used to say, Chris, 95% yeah. of it is between the ears. And, um, you know, it, it's that mental adjustment to professional football um, that, that's going to serve Mark Leggio the best, right? Well, you think about a kicker when they come in and you got no time left and you got to kick a 40-plus yard field goal to win a game or lose a game. 
that's the that's about as much pressure as you can put on any young man. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah. But I want to just say two things uh, before we uh, shut down the show. Yeah. Um, two guys that I'm going to watch tonight. And I and I told you before that I'll be watching the line. I want to watch the line. I hope they have good camera work on this game. I really want to see, as the guy mentioned, that Liam Dobson, number 64. And I'm really curious because I didn't think I watched him. I kind of I caught his name uh, last time on the broadcast. Uh, I was watching some film. Uh, Tomoya Machino, mm-hmm. Japanese lad. Um, really going to watch those two guys and see how they play because, I mean, uh, right now they're looking pretty good, both those guys. And listen, uh, it's not an easy guy, uh, not an easy uh, thing to try and make an offensive line or, ma- or make this team on offensive line because you're basically all your five starters are sitting at home right now, which I've never seen in an exhibition game. Yep. And and we we hope Pat Newfeld is okay. Hasn't yeah. practiced much in training camp. Mike Miller, the future Hall of Famer, the Bombers special team ace, uh, has not practiced for quite a stretch of time. Same with uh, uh, Greg Ellingson, the Blue Bombers free agent yeah, signing. We Perennial right. yeah, thousand yeah, yard yeah. receiver. So none of those guys are in Regina. None of those guys have practiced in a long stretch of time. I asked head coach Mike O'Shea about those three individuals. And uh, it was funny because I'm like, you know, could, could you give us an update on these three? And he goes, you want me to like go one by one? I said, yeah, please. No, Shea said, yeah, they, they should all be okay. <laughs> so we, we didn't get uh, individual details on those three, but um, he does expect them to be ready for the regular season on June 10th. And uh, of course, that'll be our next edition uh, of Game Day Winnipeg with you, Chris Walby, here on Bonfire Sports. Uh, you know what? We should, get, uh, we should get T-shirts made and just have it on the front. They should be okay. Yeah, should be what fine. We're hopeful. Hopeful should, should be fine. Hopeful be fine. Yeah, I just put a I just put a sticker on today. That's all I did. I got I got some stickers. Well, I, I, checked my, I checked my mailbox every day. <laughs> Didn't see no bonfire shirt coming yet. Well, your your hat looks good. Looks like you've been getting the wear out. Yours is dirtier than mine. I've been trying to yeah. keep mine clean. I like, you've been wearing yeah. yours though. Yeah, I do. Like, I, well, you know, my hat guy I wear hats all the time. Well, if you wear it around the fire, Chris, at the lake, the only person seeing it is Stan Mikawas sitting across from you with a cold one. Uh, he's probably sitting beside me. Oh, you guys snuggle up? Snuggle oh, up next yeah, to the bonfire? Yeah, I got Mikawas opening my beers right now. Oh, yeah? What, do you lose oh, yeah. a bet? He's my pet friend. <laughs> <laughs> not going to well, like that, but that's okay. Chris, last thing I'm going to do here is uh, pull up bonfiresports.ca. That's where you want to head for everything you need on game day, during the practice week, uh, you're going to find everything you need here. There's all of your links to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, as well as all of our podcast links. Uh, if you don't see your link there, like to the podcast app you like to use, search Bonfire Sports, you will find it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a link to our pregame show, uh, Game Day After Dark. Uh, right there on the bottom left, we'll have that going uh, after the game uh, tonight. And then, of course, Bonfire Midweek, second edition, coming Wednesday night, 7.30, live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and the podcast available soon after, uh, as always. Um, but, uh, yeah, appreciate the support. We've been getting lots of uh, viewers and engagement. Right on. Uh, and hit the hotline. Like, do it right now. If you're watching the game and you want to like let your hot take fly or you're fired up, call 816-8477. Leave a voicemail. I'll play you on the post-game show on game day after dark. Um, it's it, Or you can text, just like texting your mama. So standard, text, standard rate supply. And Darren, for all those uh, breweries out there, those microbreweries, breweries, Get on the wagon here, boys. Sponsor us. <laughs> I tell you, you'll love it. You know I'll push it. You know I yep. love beer. So, I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys. Come on, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're thirsty over here. We'll, we'll let everyone know what's quenching yeah, our thirst. Yeah. So you can hit the hotline for that too. But uh, big thanks to uh, everybody for tuning in uh, live. Uh, and if you're watching a recording of this, thanks for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. It helps us a lot. 
appreciate all of that support. Uh, shout out to uh, a couple of our sponsors, EasyEVInstall.ca, as well as Scottswood Links, a beautiful golf course in Elm Creek, Manitoba. You can find them at scottswoodlinks.ca. Uh, shout out to uh, Comet and Layton, uh, Richard, uh, Poopy Pants as well, CJ Didick, uh, everybody who uh, was in the live chat today. Thanks so much for that. Uh, Chris, last word for you. I'm just happy, boys. I tell you what, this is what you everybody's been waiting for. I mean, listen, you got the game tonight. You have probably one of the best rivalries in, in the CFL in Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, in Saskatchewan. Yes. Um, it ain't the Badger Bowl. It ain't Labor Day. But, boy, it's going to be a fantastic game. A lot of opportunities for young men to show something and uh, build for the future. So enjoy the game because you know what, boys? I will. Yeah, I will too. And uh, we're still working on the graphics for game day with Chris Walby, but we'll play a little uh, midweek outro video. Thanks for joining Actually, us, everybody. Here's another thing, DB. Sort of before we leave. Yeah. If anybody has ideas, they can shoot an, a text, email, get a hold of DB as far as what you'd like to hear our intro music. Oh. Hey, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to pay, you know, uh, eight, eighty, eighty-two million dollars for a Beatles song. Okay, so. Oh no, we're not going to do Beatles. Got to be something on beat, man. Well, I can't oh, afford ACDC either. So, you know, what am what am I supposed to do? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> You're killing. I'll get myself a ukulele and just play my own thing. There you go. Hey, maybe you out there have a song that yeah. you think would would fit. maybe you you and your band or you're you're doing it in your studio at home. Uh, hit up the hotline let us know but uh appreciate uh, everyone for watching and uh we'll see you on uh game day after dark right here on bonfire sports adios my friends go blue bingo oh, i'm leaving that. <laughs>